0: Hey, big love fam, welcome to Super Freak. This is a high vibe podcast, y'all, exploring all things frequencies, how they govern form, shape our realities, and are the key to living from your full potential. It's non-woo combos about super woo shit, unpacking what I call the science of self, from body and soul literacy to the power of understanding vibration, higher consciousness, quantum physics, and spiritual psych. Let this podcast become a resource for you on your journey to self mastery. If you're curious and ready, to free your mind, unlock the body, and truly become limitless, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Tally. This is Super Freak, awakening for the next gen. Let's go. All right, everybody. Let's get started on today's episode about healing the nervous system for trauma, a beginner's guide. I want to preface this by saying it took me a very long time to understand what was really going on with me <laughs> and my patterns and just to understand what this reality is there was just so much density and so many layers and i swear i feel like a lot of people told me about the nervous system but not really like not not really until like a couple years ago even in the yoga training that i went through everything. I just didn't get the importance of it and how to regulate it and what it really looked like and what that meant. And I will say this, regulating your nervous system is like a lifelong game, but regulating it from trauma because everyone has experienced some form of it. We've internalized it in some way and we're creating this meaning from it. We're creating our lives from it. So I'm going to break this down really simply because I think When you have an understanding of the basics, you can grow from there. Essentially, bottom line is to live a life with an overactive nervous system is to exist in a permanent state of alert. Your body rarely feels calm or at ease. It makes it hard to think clearly, function, or connect meaningful to yourself and especially with others. It's also incredibly exhausting and makes us sick. So how can we go about healing the nervous system from trauma? I will talk about some available research in a bit as well, and some mental health practices in addition to the frequency work stuff that I offer as well. But first, let's break down the parts of the nervous system, and how trauma completely disrupts it. So in the super freaky yogas, especially around the endocrine system, I talk specifically about each and every organ and all of the glands and how they work together. But in this particular cast, I'm going to talk specifically about the autonomic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. The autonomic nervous system, or the ANS, is the part of the nervous system that controls involuntary bodily functions, such as the heart rate, blood pressure, digestion, and respiration. The ANS is divided into two parts, the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. These two systems work together to maintain homeostasis, the body's internal stability. When I'm doing calibrations on you guys, and I'm moving you into the zero point and doing all these fun things, I'm helping the body move into homeostasis. You can also do this after a 24-hour cleanse. If you just cleanse, the cells will also move into homeostasis. What is the sympathetic nervous system? The sympathetic nervous system, or the SNS, is responsible for the body's fight or flight response, which is triggered by stress or danger. This response increases heart rate and blood pressure and diverts blood flow to the muscles and away from the digestive system. It does that because we need energy in order to run, fight, or protect ourselves. The next thing is the parasympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system is responsible for the body's rest and digest response, which slows the heart rate and blood pressure and increases blood flow to the digestive system. Both the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems are essential for maintaining the body's homeostasis. Relaxation and meditation, that's why everybody who is in any kind of transformational business or field is really works on you trying to relax the body. We don't know how to relax as a culture. We have no idea what it means to be still. And we are very uncomfortable with rest. When we are in a constant state of doing, we are in a constant state of performing. Our nervous system is in a hypervigilance state and we are living off of coffee and cigarettes, Red Bulls, Bulletproof coffees, whatever. So we were always in a state of stress. We are in conditioned stress and we were surviving on stress. What happens to the nervous system when we experience trauma is emotions happen in the more primal limbic part of our brain, but they can get stuck. So when we experience trauma, our fight or flight response kicks in, but then our trauma response gets trapped in our nervous systems, which is an adaptive response to perceive danger. So once again, when I'm working on you guys, you will... Remember or recall or have an experience in your early part of your childhood where there is a disruption in your timeline and your nervous system in that moment recorded trauma. So I work on a lot of timestamps and timeline stuff and then resequencing the way the pattern is creating that simulation of trauma in order for you to experience. And then I have to recondition the nervous system after that. That's why. Because our nervous systems record the trauma, and then it works in conjunction with our subconscious mind to create the way we believe who we are, how we think about each other, how we think about ourselves, and how we relate to our reality. Unfortunately, when it gets stuck in the body, it makes us sick. We might see threats everywhere or feel overwhelmed. Our immune system is unable to work correctly, which makes us more susceptible to chronic illness. So I see this also a lot in conjunction with running the victim program is the chronic patient syndrome. It's constantly having something to fix. So essentially those patterns are creating illness in order for you to fix, because if you don't have something to fix, you don't know where you are in time. And that fulfills the pattern of low self-worth, non-deserving, lack, not enough. And that trauma can live in the body and fulfill itself as a pattern. Getting stuck in these cycles means we can't return to a sense of safety, essentially. So we exist in a constant state of high alert. We're always like activated. And that's where big problems start to happen. Because again, that's where we have chronic illnesses, chronic inflammation. The lining of our organs starts to deteriorate and attack each other and attack itself, which is very unnatural. So when it comes to neurological health and trauma, living with trauma, PTSD, or complex PTSD could mean existing in a state of constant high alert. As I mentioned, our bodies are not designed to be in a state of hypervigilance. It's unnatural. Trauma sometimes traps us in a state of survival mode. And when that happens, the trauma rewires our brains in ways that makes healing far more complex. It's just a lot harder to make the change. The reptilian part of our brain stays primed for an attack. When your brain is in a constant stress mode, it trickles down and impacts other parts of the body. If the brain does not reset, we risk developing post-traumatic stress disorders. What happens to an overstimulated brain? It makes your alarm system go off super easily. I see this a lot in kids. So, if children are in around the age of 8, 9, or 10 and they had a really unstable childhood, their systems are wired to just explode at the smallest thing. They become very fragile, overly sensitive, and really kind of panicked. They don't know where their center is because they're running off of some PTSD. So let's say, for example, a child lost a parent early on, that PTSD recorded in their nervous system You'll get a kid who has just random, for example, they'll create these random illnesses or they'll get injured a lot or they'll just be really sensitive. They'll have lots of food issues. They'll create rule sets for themselves. This is a really, really good example of what it looks like when the brain and the nervous system are overstimulated and it shuts down any aspect of rational thinking. That's what happens when the alarm system goes off super easily when the nervous system is triggered. So when someone perceives a threat, the emotional part of the brain gets launched into high alert, which shuts down our rational thinking. And you might feel angry, desperate, panicked, detached, ready to flee, numb or frozen in place. This might last for days or hours or be chronic for people with childhood trauma, like I just said, which is highly disruptive to our ability to exist in the world. Emotional dysregulation can make it feel impossible to function in our personal, romantic and professional lives. So I'm gonna talk about emotional dysregulation in a second, but this was my biggest growth because I grew up with an emotionally immature parent, an emotionally unavailable parent, I didn't know what it meant to emotionally regulate myself. I didn't really have a whole lot of space between what was happening and my reaction to it. So dysregulation is inability to regulate emotions or manage emotional responses in a typical way. It feels like getting flooded with emotions, adrenaline racing, feeling numb or overwhelmed by emotions like panic or rage in the face of triggers that wouldn't typically warrant such intense emotional reactions. Even if you intellectually know that the situation isn't that serious, your brain and body react as if it was a DEF CON 75, holy shit, high alert, alarm, fire scenario. Patterns that set off strategic survival mode addiction, abuse, alcoholism, sacrifice, parasites, neurotoxicity, deep victim programming, low self worth, non deserving patterns, essentially the SLAVE acronym. Here's how you can recognize a pattern trigger in the body. Your body usually prepares to fight or flee when you experience a physical threat, like real or perceived. In the body, this looks like muscle tensing heart rate increasing, breath rate increasing and glands flooding your body with hormones like epinephrine, adrenaline and cortisol. Sometimes your body chooses a third option, freeze. For example, in recovery when I was working with with women, I had a couple of women who had ongoing domestic violence, which was extremely hard to hold space for in a neutral way, but there was one situation where this young mentee came over and had been pretty close to an encounter. She was just recently abused. And I noticed a response for her. I noticed a very different response where she started to go into freeze, like mid-conversation with me. And we were working on some inventory stuff. And mid-conversation, she goes into freeze. I didn't have the tools that I have now to be able to move her through that. So I remember just talking to her and saying, just for the sake of this podcast, Jane Doe, I was like, Jane Doe, are you okay? Are you okay? I just like kind of grabbed her hand to lift her up off the couch, pick her up. And she just went, (gasps) she had this huge panic. And I was like, oh no, And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, are you okay? And I remember calling a woman I was working with at the time. I was like, I don't know what to do. She's like not talking, she's in panic. She's frozen on the couch. And then she was able to kind of walk me through that. And I kind of was able to put her on the couch, lay her down, get her to sleep. And then when she woke up, she had no recollection of it. So it was a full on blackout. And I walked her through it. And (laughs) I was like, this is really, really severe. I'm totally out of my depth (laughs) on this really got to get you out of that situation. But long story short, she eventually did get help and is no longer with that person. And there's a happy ending to the story, but it was wild. So here's how you can recognize, again, a pattern in the body space. You are going to look for the physical response, the physical action. So when a pattern actually lights up in the body and the heart rate increases and the endocrine system you know, violently shoots in a way, all of this epinephrine, adrenaline, and cortisol through your body space, you notice yourself having a certain reaction to go to that area. So when faced with a threat, you freeze, for example. If you recognize that you have no chance to fight or flee, this is a typical threat response in children facing larger, stronger aggressor. When you freeze, the energy stays trapped in the body, which presents you from recovering. Similar to somatic experience, I guide clients who have experienced a traumatic event through the body sensations associated with that event. And then I generate theta waves in sessions to do this, which is why my sessions are the time that they are because they're kind of efficient. Like I don't need context. Usually I can see what's happening, but when I work with trauma clients, because I can generate theta, I can relax the body space in a short period of time. People feel generally, you know, Comfortable in a short period of time with me. And then I can create the shift faster. So here's what you can do if you find yourself in a triggered state. This is separate from freeze, but because again, that's PTSD is involved with that. But if you are activated with a pattern, immediately like put your hand on your chest and talk to your body, talk to your nervous system. Like it's okay, nervous system. I'm here. I have you. It's okay. The body doesn't know the difference of. Time. It's kind of always in the present moment recording. So it doesn't know what a threat is versus what a non threat is if it's been recording all of this information over the course of a lifetime. So by you acknowledging the nervous system, it's like talking to a small child who's frightened. It's okay. I have you. You're safe. You're okay. I'm here. And then take some deep breaths go into the location of the tightness of the body and say, thank you so much. What information do you have for me? I know this sounds kind of crazy, but when I was walked through this exercise, I was kind of at the wets end of my best thinking. And I just didn't want to like judge healing anymore. I was just so tired. I was like, I don't care if I have to talk to my big toe every day. I just need to get some strategies and some clarity for myself because I am in so much pain. So when you talk to the nervous system, you go into that area. That area has a memory of things not being that fun. This is a memory of like, Oh my God. So There's something that's called in psychology and and somatic recall, it's called resourcing. So in resourcing, clients learn to draw on happy memories, places, or loved ones in the face of a difficult or triggering encounter. It's a strategy to help you stay calm. And in the present moment, as those traumatic sensations start to rise up in the body, remember that earlier point about feeling flooded and overwhelmed by an intense emotional reaction, Resourcing is a tool you can use against that. So, when you track it in the body space and you have a, it's recalling a negative memory, you can hold on to your nervous system, observe that situation from a neutral standpoint, and then find that version of you who experienced said trauma or said event or just an age frame. You can just ask yourself, Oh, how old were you when you experienced this? And you'll get an age. Oh, I was 15. Imagine you with that 15 year old version of you just having the best time. And then that will re sequence, essentially, that will create a new memory or reference point in the body. The body is okay now to let that go because, as something else, as a holder, it's like, oh, positivity. Oh, cool. I don't have to hold on to that. I don't have to be afraid of it anymore. And the body is okay to let it go. Because if you think about all of, everything as like a picture, or energy that's stuck in these little nodal points, all of those create your body space and it's holding up the structure of it. Your goal is to replace the, the structure, the faulty structure. It's like rebuilding a house and putting it with abundant memories, just happy memories, joyful memories, gratitude, love. And then that's how the body space ends up vibrating a lot higher and you could take in more bandwidth, the frequencies for of who you truly are. I'm going to talk specifically about another tool that's used in therapy, especially with somatic experience, called titration. I experienced this as well. I couldn't do this alone, but I had to recall some pretty painful situations. And through a recall, it's a deeper, heavier recall. It's a slow and gradual, gradual process. But essentially, you will move through some physical responses. You could have dizziness, hot, cold sensations. You might shake violently. Guy had a a pretty violent shake. But ideally, an aspect of what I do with you guys is there will be a small recall, a walkthrough, a recreation of that event. It's almost it almost plays like a YouTube short. And I just download that memory, basically, or I upload it into the cells as I'm walking you through that. And then afterwards, there will be a calibration period usually. And then that just keeps going over and over and over again. So with folks who have experienced severe trauma, the more work you do back to back, the deeper the results. And I'm seeing it already with people who have experienced severe, severe trauma, night and day difference, so much more light, access to themselves. You know, this work definitely works. It's very powerful. and. I'm a firm believer and I will never put any limit on what we can do and what we can transcend. So after titration, I was put into a process of pendulation, which is the sensation you experience during titration are meant to be cathartic. So titration, it's a slow and gradual process. You move into a lower state and you might have this really expressed cathartic experience, shaking or shivering or crying And then once it's released, pendulation is basically another way of moving you back into homeostasis. So frequency work and somatic experiencing work very hand in hand. But again, that's why I focus so, 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 so much on calibrating your nervous systems and working with the sympathetic nervous system, parasympathetic nervous systems, and the autonomic nervous system in addition with the endocrine system and the pineal gland over and over and over again because it literally is about expansion contraction expansion contraction and getting the nervous system to understand that it's safe that you're safe in the body and it needs to re-record the information that we just worked on and upload it into the sequencing meaning your code x but I say all of that because it takes 21 days to learn a new pattern and it takes about three to six weeks to regulate a nervous system around stress. So if you think about the U.S., they have a week vacation, not enough time. Whereas here in Europe, they have at least three weeks or six weeks. So, there's extended periods of time to discharge the anxiety and the stress that's on the nervous system, come way, 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 way back down to homeostasis, refill up your energetic resources, and then you can kind of go back into doing the work environment. So, keep going, keep regulating. Understand this takes time, but it really is an awareness game coming back to yourself, talking to the body, and being a co pilot with the body as you navigate reality, because that's what the nervous system does. The nervous system navigates. And if you feel called to grab the endocrine super freaky yoga from the shop, I've got some great products that will help you continue to regulate the nervous system, stay grounded, stay in your body, stay curious, question everything. Yeah. And I will see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Please make sure to leave a review and follow the fun on social media because that's how it works in this world. In the meantime, get your freak on. I'll see you in the next session.